seen this movie twice. We have seen the movie twice. Yes. And just for your, you know, just to increase the quality of the show, we saw it twice just for you guys. And thank you for listening. This is Mental Theater. Yes. And we saw it together. That's right. And shout out the uh, establishment that I never frequent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I did see you uh, leaning back <laughs> very comfortably right. in the theater. <laughs> but we have that over at AMC as well, so you know. Which AMC has the Market Fair. Ah, okay. Is that the one you went to? No, I went to Hamilton. Okay, Market Fair does have the Hamilton does not. Because so. their theaters are smaller, so it was more sold out. So what I recognize is that for the bigger theaters, there are a lot more empty seats. Um, but for the smaller ones, they were still selling out, which is interesting. That's very, very interesting. But we're here with Mental Theater on a, with a uh, special Saturday. Happy New Year's for Mental Theater, first show of the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, with a Star Wars special show uh, dedicated to Star Wars and the Rise of Skywalker. And we wanted to give our spoiler-heavy review. Yeah, so spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> New spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) And also, um, with the new movie coming out, we want to kind of now be able to rank our our Star Wars movies uh, in order. So I hope Josh is ready for that because, you know, well, he got got some notes here, so I think he is. Right, but first, The Rise of Skywalker. So you've seen it before I did. So we'll... Could you? I, I feel bad because you were holding on to these spoilers. So could you please just give your take and I'll I'll respond. Okay. All right. Well, I will say this: I did kind of enjoy it more the second time than the first time. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it, it did move up a, a, a slight notch for me. A slight. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the second time, I didn't notice more of the things that bothered me as well. That's fair. So there were times in the theater when I was in there with you, I actually laughed out loud because some of the things were laughable. So I will start. So right from the beginning. The opening crawl, the Star Wars uh, special opening crawl. The dead speak. The dead speak. Palpatine announces his return, and he sent out a uh, radio transmission. Yeah, broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> throughout the galaxy that he's apparently back, and Kylo Ren's going to look for him some kind of way. The Kylo part I have no problem with because hmm. he was in power, and he doesn't want anybody to challenge that power, and he was... Destroying those, uh, I guess, Sith guards, I guess, whoever they were. Oh, yeah. At the time. Um, however, if you have this grand plan, Palpatine, why do you announce, hey, I'm here? Come find me. And, you know, I'm going to unleash this new final order in 16 hours or whatever it is. Like, wouldn't it make more sense just not say anything and then just, you know? Well, if we know how the Sith like to conduct business, they operate purely on fear. So to me, it makes sense. Right. But in order to execute your plan, you don't need anything to get in your way. Well, here's the thing. We'll we'll get there. But based upon his armada, would you really be worried about anything in the galaxy? Realistically, if you were him, especially seeing what you've seen. If I was him? Right. No, okay, but that's 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 but that's still one of my problems. Interesting. So you yourself in his situation wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be worried, but I still wouldn't announce myself. But what did Luke say in Return of the Jedi? It's your arrogance that is your downfall. 
He did say that. So you know, continuity, continuity. So for once in these movies. (laughs) Then we get to uh, the Kylo part, and he, you know, finds Palpatine. Problems right there because first of all, now Snoke is like several clones of Snoke, and then Palpatine's been every voice in his head the whole time, and then you know. He 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 took the line back the line back from Revenge of the Sith where you know they, uh, the uh the Sith have ways that are unnatural or whatever whatever absolutely yeah and I'm just like yo you could have said it for anything like you know I I think my only problem with that is it makes Anakin and what Luke did it kind of makes it less um like less relevant because mm, that's that's very interesting okay any reason why because he was. Them, what they did by destroying the the um, the empire and killing Palpatine supposedly, it just means he was never going to die in the first place. So that big triumphant thing was for nothing because apparently he always no, I can always come back. Well, what did he tell Anakin, Darth Vader? Right when where that was his that was his uh young Padawan at the time. Right, right, right. And that's what he said to him. So he was essentially sowing the seeds that I could always come back. Yeah, he told him. Yeah, he told him in the of the Sith. Yeah, and to me, you know, as a Star Wars fan and a fan of George Lucas, right? He loves poetry and rhyming, so he said it to Kylo's grandfather, who he's been obsessing over the entire trilogy. So, right, but I don't think Lucas would have brought Palpatine back. Even though you, I know you love Lucas, I love Lucas too. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lucas would. I, th- I think Lucas was done with Palpatine. That sacrifice that Vader did to save his son. You know, so to speak. I think that was the end of the Palpatine story. That's that's fair. Yeah. However, in credit to JJ coming on last minute, because I do think Disney failed him. We'll we'll get into that. Yes, 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 yeah. He did bring he bring he brought it back, and with continuity, per, personally for me, simply because the entire to me the entire film was like a a big ghost story. So to me, it just made it seem like okay, so. The fact that he had, first of all, you've been hiding on this planet for fifty years or however it's been. Who's then? Then he then he tells he tells Kylo, "I need you to kill Ray, and um, I'm gonna start the final order in sixteen hours." And then he lifts about five thousand. Uh, what are those ships called? Um, Ooh. I forget. But he lifts about yeah. five thousand of those ships out of the ice. What are those battle cruisers or something no, like no, that? No, no, no. They are, they have a name. They're not Death Stars, but they're something else. But it was about oh, the Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers. So 5,000 Star Destroyers out of the ice and they're all just sitting there. First of all, they got to be piloted. So who the hell was in these Star Destroyers? That's number 1. Well, they're not like, necessarily with the Force. Okay. I mean, uh, maybe, but but secondly, who built these damn destroyers? Like it's the things like that are very not plot you know. Well, apparently this is what's happening behind the scenes. And what do we learn about the Sith throughout the entire nine film saga? Wow. They're very patient. It's all about timing. We did learn that in the first three movies, I would say. And not to mention, it makes sense as both of us being fans yeah. of Game of Thrones, yes. the whole bloodline wars. So if I'm Palpatine, I'm mad as hell too because the Skywalkers did F me over. I'm coming to get all of y'all. Y'all getting all this smoke. <laughs> You're going to wait. Wouldn't you? Petty Pendergrass, you, now, now, now all of a sudden you're going to turn the other cheek. Get out of here. I'm just saying, man. It just doesn't, I mean, it just, it, it, it seemed like a plot device for me. That's but fair. Yeah. going back to Snoke, he said that 
you know, Ben, you know, both I killed Snoke, you know, what she what she did. And then Palpatine says, Well, um, I was controlling Snoke the whole time. You know, Snoke trained you well. So I'm just like so but it was all these clones of Snoke. But at the same time, Palpatine didn't have an actual body from the previous some um, um uh um last no, not last Jedi. It was it still episode six? Um uh, Night Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? So from what he happened to him, Return of the Jedi, and why did he just use Snoke's body then? I'm confused. If he can clone Snoke, control Snoke, why didn't he just use Snoke as an actual, you know, kind of host for him since he's halfway destroyed? But I, I'm going from that because that's not that's not even huge. It was more about the Star Destroyer. So then I'm, I'm just going on my 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 my, my issues. With <laughs> so. Because they come in almost every single frame. Then we go to then we go to uh, the Ray and Ray's. Um, first of all, she's forced levitating and levitating like fifteen rocks around her. We've never seen anyone force levitate at that level, and all of a sudden she has this power. This is a problem with everybody with the trilogy. How powerful Ray is. A bit of a Mary Sue. And Captain t- Marvel. Like I'm like this girl is so yeah. powerful. But now we understand why. Because spoiler alert, she is a Palpatine. She is a Palpatine. That's, that still shouldn't just your lineage. It's always been learned that the Force is not based off your your lineage all the way. Every Jedi from the Jedi Council and the Old Republic are not all sons of Jedi. That's fair. But back to the theme of genetics, there are genetics that have a more powerful relationship with the Midichlorians, Skywalkers, and the Palpatines. To me, that's complete congruency. Okay, but how do you explain Yoda or Miss Windu? They weren't a part of genetic. They well, were powerful from enough. what we learned from Mandalorian, clearly Yoda's race has an you know a, a, a intuitive connection with the Force already out the womb. So that that this might again, so that that ties into the genes. But not that's all congruency. Of with the, that's what the show. That's congruency. Obi Wan, uh, uh, Qui Gon, they were all powerful as hell or whatever. Right, but that's from training. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm just talking about. Innately, right? Innately powerful with the force. Okay, so you're saying the ones who were who were powerful spent years of training were somebody like Ray or, or even Luke. Or Luke. Right. Or Anakin. Right. Right? Right. Or Kylo. Okay. Right? Right. Or Leia. Right. I'm I'm just saying it's from the genetics. It, it, it's, it's congruity for that theme. Okay. That that's all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying in terms of plot devices for films. It it, it would have explained her being powerful since Force Awakens, because everybody was like, how the hell is she so powerful? So but to me, that, that closes that loop for me, personally. But that goes back to me with the fan service, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that if the fans weren't asking these questions, would he have made him her granddaughter? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, have, to, I, have, to, I, have, to, I have to answer why she's so powerful. That's true, but they needed an answer. <laughs> they did. I agree with that. And I think it was, uh, you really only had two options. You either had Obi-Wan, because of his uh, activities during the Clone War and whatnot, right, right. or Palpatine, right? Especially because of the British accent. So you, you only had two options. Those are the, and I feel Pal- Palpatine was the best option. Okay. Well, I still feel like she was too powerful, but I'll give you the fact she has more powers because she is a Palpatine. Also, because of this, we have an opportunity with Mandalorian for there be cameos for, let's say, Ray's parents. Okay. And also Luke. Yes. And Han Solo. And Han. And Leia, really. Exactly. They could do it. Yeah. So um, 
But I still feel like she was too powerful. I, I, and they did try to say it's been a year since um, The Last Jedi. So that, okay, I didn't know the time lapse. Yeah. Thank you. All right, a year. Yeah, so she's okay. apparently been on this training with Leia, who's Master Leia now, who never finished her training. So I'm like, how does she become Master? Well, again, I'm confused with these plots. Well, it's again, like, the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy trained her, Luke. But she didn't finish. He, he said it in the movie. He said she stopped training because of what she saw. Right, her. but... At the point in which she stopped, that's like stopping at like ninety percent. It's not the master. Come on, man. It's like I mean, but you saw what she did to Luke when they were training, right? And I'm sure you didn't like that because I was like, yo, why do they have all the women in this movie being so powerful for some reason and whatnot? So that kind of I did I did see that Luke, who's been doing this for years now, and all of a sudden Leia's like like out outlasting him. And then I'm gonna skip ahead to that, but I'll go back. Mm-hmm. So then, if you look at that scene, Luke says. Leia was training and stopped training because she saw what her son would become. And you get forced visions. That makes sense. But then, if you look back to The Last Jedi, Luke was training Ben before Ben left. So why would she let Ben still train with her brother if she already saw what he would become? That makes no sense to me. Right, but it's the same aspect. Like, we all have, let's say, clairvoyant visions at times. Right. And this comes from pattern recognition. Or intuition, right? Right. Just being able to see something happening before it happened. Right. Does it still mean you're not going to walk down that door? Is that not the path of the Jedi to conquer fear? Are you going to stop it from you living your life? Because with that theory, we should all live in bubbles and never leave the house. (laughs) I mean, I I just feel like if it's going to be that bad to where you stop your training, Mm -hmm. then I would say, Luke, I already stopped my training. I'm not going to let Ben train with you because, you know, obviously, if he becomes a Jedi, I'm fearful of what may happen. That's fair. But I guess from her perspective, it was her training that was associated with Ben becoming evil. evil. So not necessarily Luke. I think Luke was always going to be training him regardless, just like as he trained Leia. Right. And, and okay, I mean, and where was Han on this whole time? But I still feel like he was doing what you wanted to do, being a space fire, right? <laughs> I still feel like, but I'll go back to what I was saying about uh, uh, Ray. So I, I definitely, like I said, I can see where she gets some powers from. But however, I still feel like overall, from a movie standpoint, she was too powerful. Again, she was Mary Sue, Captain Marvel. What do you want to say? She was just too powerful for me because every single um, obstacle they went to. It's like, Ray will fix it. You know, Ray could do this. And I feel like they didn't put enough in her way where she couldn't kind of do it. Yeah, she never really had any obstacles throughout. Yeah, and if you even watched the movie, like, besides the very, you know, end, when, you know, we'll get to that. But she didn't really get hurt at all. And she always beats Kylo in, like, these these, these duels. I'm like, bro. like. Well, to be fair to Kylo, and we'll get to it later, but he did best her on the... Uh... On the top of the ship. Finally! But if you look at the other movies and this movie, I'm like, bro, every time you guys fight. Well, that that's because he underestimated her tremendously. <laughs> Fair enough? Fair enough. Also, we'll get back to the dyad in the force. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that. But to me, that's a that's a continu- continuity issue because if Rey is that powerful, Kylo should be equally as powerful. If they're a dyad. And he's not. He's not. So that, I, we'll that, that. that's completely fair. Also, in your opinion, are Poe and Finn force sensitive? I think so. I think Finn is definitely force sensitive. I have you seen did you see what Poe does with any type of ship? His moves? Bruh. Wait, wait, wait. When, when the being able to fly ships make you force 
Do you see what? Oh, 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 you think the forest is guiding the ship? You're saying? No, no, no. With his the way he's able to use his instincts and intuition. So is Han with the with the. Uh, I think Han is force sensitive as well. Okay, all right, whatever. Well, that, that, that's it. So, so this, again, going back to the narrative about there's different levels of force sensitivity. Okay. So Skywalkers and Palpatines up top, maybe the Poes and Hans and Finns yeah. of the world are at a lower base. Okay, maybe not strong enough to be. Uh, uh, recruited Jedi. by the Jedi right, right. or the Sith, right. but that doesn't mean you're not force sensitive. Just like that kid at the end of the Last Jedi who was able to bring the broom over. Yeah, there's different levels. There's levels out here, bro. Level to this. Um, so, okay. So, 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 you, to your Poe point, you think Han was too uh, at some point? Oh, completely. Okay. All oh right. yeah. I I also believe Mando is as well. Interesting. Because again, right. his again his intuition is Jedi esque. Okay. Which is why, and we'll get to this later, this is why I supported the Darth Jar Jar theory, because in The Phantom Menace, Jar Jar was doing Jedi-esque things. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, so, so race left training, and then um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going back to Poe. We skipped the scene where Poe was like light jumping, light speed jumping with the uh, the Falcon. Yeah. A couple times, but I have a problem with that. Some people thought that, like, if you're light speed jumping, you would inevitably hit something when you get to another planet. But I didn't have a problem with it. I thought that was just a good, you know, good, good scene for the movie and whatnot. I mean, we have seen that before with JJ specifically and Star Trek Into Darkness. So that's, yeah. that's not anything new in yeah. terms of uh, fantasy lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was fine with that. Um, this is so, 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 this, so, so, Leia's scenes were laughable to me. I laughed out loud literally. Well, okay. To be fair to JJ, we know what happened. Yes. And you all, literally, that's all you had. And he was able to do that with what he had. So for me, I think that was great. For what you had, considering the situation, RIP Carrie Fisher. Yes. And that's all the footage you had. I think they made it work best as possible, considering the plot. What else could you do with that footage? I hear you, man. But just, it's like people were saying her lines for her. And they weren't most, a lot of them wasn't even incongruent with the story they were trying to make it incongruent with the story but it just like it was like but what's the what's the saying suspend your disbelief yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> disbelief. yes i get rid of lack of logic for um for sake of entertainment i However, mean they tell you in the beginning in the galaxy far far away i understand that but just from a, a acting not even acting um delivering line standpoint it made me laugh a little bit because i right. like this funny but you had to do what you had to do. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. This was supposed to be Leia's movie. It was supposed to be Han, Luke, Leia's, which was already a bad plan to me in the first place. But that, um, from Disney's standpoint, because they all should have been together on screen at some point, which they never got to be together in these movies. Now, as magnificent as Disney has been in the past decade, completely fa- failed Star Wars. And I feel like they used the Star Wars brand as an easy money grab. I was very disappointed. Yeah, and just to, before I get back to the movie, yeah, I was reading something from um, Mark Hamill, and he was saying that he felt like he was swindled because they told him he was coming back to do three movies in the trilogy. And he felt like, well, well, really, I wasn't in seven. You know, seven goes into eight. And then I didn't think they were going to kill me off in eight. And then nine, I'm barely there for five minutes as the first goes. They felt like I really got one movie where I was supposed to really be. They told me I would be in three, you know, three movies and whatnot. Well, let's say in a legal way, he is in three movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand, Zach. I agree completely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would feel kind of bamboozled a little bit too if, if, I, if I were him. I mean, 
if I were him at his age, I would have took the money and, you know, ran with it as well and not getting as many jobs as, let's say, the other actors. However, I still would feel a little, you know, bamboozled and whatnot. But at the same time, with all due respect to Mark Hamill, you're not really doing anything else. <laughs> but it's true. He was fantastic in the Arkham Asylum as Joker. Right, 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 right. right. So, but you, you're not doing anything else at this time. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. My man as well just did. So, anyway, um, but from a fan standpoint, I would have loved to see Luke actually fight you know, like we saw before, um, see him more interact with. He, he never, he never, he didn't get one scene with Han, and they were like BFFs in the original trilogy. So that 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 really bothered me. And 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 uh, I mean, he got one with Carrie in um, Last Jedi, but still, I just felt like they should have. I don't know why they felt like they couldn't use them more for some reason. We did get one with Chewbacca, right? He did. We got one with Chewbacca. And I'm not sure about three PO, but and R two. And R2, yeah, 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 and R2, but but th- th- that bothered me, and I just felt like they, they could have used them more. But anyway, moving forward, um, I thought Finn was great in this movie. So can we talk about that right now? Because I, I there are aspects that I did love, but overall, I thought he was a complete beta. Okay. I, I mean, like, bro, what do you, like, you know Ray is literally the most powerful fighter y'all have. You agree with Poe at the beginning of the film, but then you, you race after her like she's your little sister, and you're going to protect her. So it reminds me of like growing up at a certain age, your mom is going to try to protect you. But at a certain age, okay, like mom, what are you going to do? Talk them to death? Right. Like I'm going to be able to defend myself better than you are. Right. So that's why I'm like, yo, Ray should have been like, what are you like? What are you doing? Well, she did on the shit when he was coming after, and he kind of like she got she got to use the force to block the special effects. But he was doing he was doing dumb ish, Mike. Like what like what are you doing, Finn? I mean, that seems crazy. Why would you take this boat to this Death Star? What can you actually do? Yeah, here? what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> what are you gonna scream at Kylo? Like, what do you? What do you? Literally, what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> also, I was also disappointed because he he should have smashed Jenna. Yeah, but he, I, she like she was she was ready. But was he in love with Ray the whole time? That's the thing. You can, you can say, I got something to tell you and whatnot. So well, again, I, I would have got over here with Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, because she was ready. She was ready. She was definitely. She was on him. We, we, we all do respect. She follow him on the, to the ship. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She would have, uh, let's say, performed on the battlefield. That's how much she was into. <laughs> that's how much she was into Finn, though. She I was know. like, she was into you. Yeah. I mean, from a cultural standpoint, it was like another black guy. Let's let's have some fun together, and whatnot. And then yeah, that scene at the end with Lando was kind of weird, wasn't it? I was like, is he her father? Is he tell her? I don't know. So weird. No, I don't. Well, I mean, he's also a space pirate, too. It's, yeah. a, it's a possibility. Could be, yeah, but it's just very weird, you know. But let's go back to, to the movie so we can talk about Lando. So mm-hmm. they go on this um this planet to find the MacGuffin or the um uh the Wayfinder, which is supposed to be able to help find the Sith Dark Well to find Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And apparently Luke, at some point, right, was on this mission to find this Wayfinder. With Lando. With Lando. Without Han, for some reason, once again. But with Lando. And and they go to this place and Luke gets stopped so they just don't go anymore. It's over for them and whatnot. But I'm like, was Lando left there? Like, why is he still there? How long ago was what did him and Luke go there? I, I was confused about that, too. I'm like, did he come back for the festival? I'm so confused. But no, I'm like, that, That's fair, yeah. I'm, so... That part, then, these are like plot devices to me. So, so the, so the little girl or whatever she is, come the lady, asks Ray, you know her name, and then she says, "What's your last name?" Which is like weird question. Um, no, with all due respect, in Game of Thrones, 
you're so and so son of who? You're Thor, son of Odin. But that's not how uh, a Star Wars has ever worked. Sure, though. it is. Luke Skywalker. Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, Han Solo. Okay. <laughs> However, I don't know if they ever said, "Yeah, you have to give my last name." Well, anyway, so to give him this is a, I give her this necklace, and here's where I'm like, "What the WTF?" So. Well, just also just to add on to that point, if you notice the characters who were let's say taken by the Empire or the First Order. Usually they don't have last names. So I think that's also a signifier that you're a free person. Interesting. Okay. So they uh, give her this necklace from the festival that happens every 42 years, and that's all cool. And then she starts the new for Skype with Kylo, which we started seeing in The Last Jedi, which I was already mad about, by the way, from before. Well, Palpatine created it, right? Huh? Palpatine created it, right? Before Skype? Of course. I guess. I don't know. He never did it with Vader, so I don't know. Um, well, remember, it was Snoke who said he created that bridge, but Snoke is Palpatine. Right, 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 right. Um, but it's fine. But then, <laughs> now, you can force Skype objects, which is like, what the, again, WTF, like, come on, man, this is too much right now. Now, that makes complete sense. To you? Okay, so for the most powerful Force users, you're able to telepath... Mentally, right. metaphysically, across the galaxy and move objects. So to me, it is complete congruency. The same way that Snoke was able to smash Huck, uh, General Hux's face in Last Jedi. Right. Makes sense to me personally. That doesn't make sense to me. I think it's a new power that they, they threw in early in the movie so they could use it later in the movie. You mean in the trilogy? No, the, the objects was only this movie. Trilogy started with the Skyping started in Last Jedi, but this one started the objects for Skyping, where he snatched her necklace from the festival. But again, they were able to touch each other in the Last Jedi, so I, I really don't understand. And they already sowed the seeds because remember when she was on Octu with Luke, and then Kylo's glove was wet, so he could. They made the connection, so continuity is all there. I, I forgot about the wet glove. See. And they were able to again. They were legitimately able to touch each other. That was like they made massive scenes about that. I remember touching each other. I, remember, I do remember wet and stuff. I remember him being surprised it was wet. Actually, Kylo. Remember, he took his gloves off. They yeah. zoom in on the hands. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that part. So, in terms of continuity, it's to me, it's there. It's there from this trilogy, but not from Star Wars galore. Like, well, you know, JJ did say there are going to be new powers, like the Force healing. Yes, which, which we, we saw, saw Yoda use and, and Mando. However, mm-hmm. why we never saw this stuff before? If that's the case, Obi Wan could have healed Qui Gon. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like it's just like well, that, that's fair. But at that time, Obi Wan wasn't that powerful. Well, he was he was only a Padawan at the time. This right. Is, this is correct. Well, Jedi Knight. Let's you know. Let's uh, give him <laughs> put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Knight. But I'm just saying, like some of these powers, I feel like they could have been used in other movies, and that I guess. So you see, he put, he grabs the necklace. So I can. It really bothered me at first, but now you see the wet the gloves, the wet hand. I can kind of you know say okay because it happened before in the movie, and then I, first of all. <laughs> So she runs and tells Poe and Finn, Kylo's coming. In that time period, by the time she got to them, which was only like a few steps or whatever, 
the freaking uh, uh, someone on his star destroyer comes up and say, "Yeah, we analyzed the necklace. We know where it's at." How fast are you analyzing necklaces? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, well, not necessarily considering CP3O and his function. He's able to identify things rapidly, and all his base functions and information is from an imperial database. So they should have. They what does the empire do? They go around and collect data all over the place. And it actually gave me a fast lane idea. Shout out to MJ DeMarco. So you know how all the space pirates go to these random planets and don't even know the ecosystem there, which is why they always get attacked by random beasts. Uh-huh. I feel like you should know that when you... Right, right. You, you know what I mean? If right. you're going to go in the ocean, you want to know if there's great white lights right. in the water, right? Right, right. So, but the Empire has all that information. And they're pirates, so they're being rebels somewhat going around the system, which is why they don't have that information. But the Empire has that information. Okay. To me, to me, that makes complete What's sense. What's your idea? Well, I mean, it would be a fast lane idea in that world. Oh, okay, okay. Especially what we saw that with Mando. Right, right, right. So I'm like, yo, you need to have this information before you- yeah, He's always getting chipped somewhere. Yeah. yeah, like you're getting chipped by a random beast. Like you, you need to know who these creatures before you step off the ship. <laughs> yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. I think that that would make tons of coin. Yeah. Of credits uh, in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what made Mando good though, because he's always getting chipped, but he's but he somehow prevailed instead of him being like force sensitive, amazing somehow. Anyway, so um, and Favreau could go that way. So Kylo's coming. They don't have a ship. They miraculously in this festival with a thousand people, Lando pops up or whatever plot device. But it's okay. Well, hold on. If you see a Wookie walking around, how t- how tall is Chewie? Seven feet, something like that. And you saw everyone. Everyone's like this high, like they're like four feet, Mike. It literally, like, it literally stick out like a sore thumb. And he's covered in fur. I understand, but you know they just bumped into him as they're trying to get away. That's a plot device. It it is a plot device, but in terms of like logic, that makes complete sense. And and Lando knows Chewie. Like, come on. Of course he knows Chewie. But so if you see me in a crowd, you ain't gonna be able to see me in seconds. Oh yeah, you're pretty tall too. So I guess I, will. Come, I mean, come on. <laughs> like I, I'm not saying you're wrong about the plot device in terms of how it's presented. Yes, right. yes. But logically, it can be happening. Yeah, right. definitely plot device. And then you know, Lando tells him that the whole story about Luke and him been looking and stuff like that. And but that didn't make any sense. So you just gave up, and you're right there. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming back without Luke? Because you had no no chance then, Lando. I don't understand. You're like 70 years old now. And whatnot. Anyway, and he drops his li- a line from um, the old Star Wars where he said, I don't, feel, I don't feel too good about this or whatever it is, which was a little fan service for the fans. But that's fine. that's always the line. It's so, it is not always Lando's line. It's someone's line. Yeah, someone's, someone's yeah. line. So, um and then he, then he says to give Leia my love, showing that he had a to flirt with Leia on the other movies, which is fine. Code 45. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to, uh, to him. Billy D. Billy D. So, um, so, so to get through the... Now, this is one of the best scenes in the movie to me, the um, speeders, where they were chasing him. And to me, that was the worst scene. Really? I, Only because, Kylo, what are you doing? No, no, not, not the Kylo. Oh, all right, all right. The speeder chase with the... Um, with the uh, the, um, Stormtroopers, Stormtroopers with the uh, Mando gear, jetpacks. Yeah, jetpack. They fly now and all that good stuff or whatever like that. I thought the I thought the um, like a car chase in a good action movie. I thought I thought that part was pretty good. Right. Um, and, and then what what uh, Poe did with the ship? Remember when uh, Finn gives the grappling hook? Yes. Yeah. And, and then Poe is just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, that's force sensitive. Yeah. You ain't you ain't doing that. Getting trained to do that. 
Well, he was a spice runner, apparently, which we find out later on. Right, but you you don't learn how to do that. Okay, so which is like a drug runner, by the way, for people who don't know. Um, and then in that in that world, got to keep it PG thirteen, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what spice runner means. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> dynamite, right? Dynamite. So, so that was a great scene until they fall in this. Um, until they they happen to get hit by the stormtrooper and fall in the exact spot of the quicksand. All together, and number one, where's freaking Ray's levitating power now? She can't get this clean quick quicksand anyway. That's not even here nor there. And they all fall, and and I don't know how quicksand leads to like a cave, but that's neither here nor there. Well, the entire film reminded me of Harry Potter, which I'll get into later. But shame for you for not seeing it. So because it does tie in a lot. But go ahead. So they all fall to this cave in the exact spot where the knife is that they need as the map to find the ship. This huge plot device was all the way through here. Because if the Stormtrooper didn't shoot them right there, they would have kept going on the speeder and not fell in the exact spot. So it's just like stuff like that is very bothersome. But it's a movie. So so then there's this uh, serpent and whatnot, and the Force Healing comes out for the first time in the movie. But if you saw Man- Mando, it wasn't as you know, eye-opening for you, which is cool or whatever, because had not I saw Mando, I'd be really upset, I think, uh, the Force healing power, because nobody else ever had it before. But again, we did know from the powers that be at Disney that there would be some correlation leading up to Rise of Skywalker via Mando. Yes. So we saw that with the the jetpack, which wasn't released until episode seven or eight. Yeah. When we see it in the movie, and then also the Force healing. So continuity. I was fine with that, yeah, because because of Mando. So... Um, and then the serpent moves, and all of a sudden, woo, we can get out now. Like he, he was, he was blocking us in, and whatnot. So, uh, in the exact spot they get out is where the guys left his ship at. Problem, but also that's where he fell. Yes, while the ship was there, but he fell in the quicksand as well. Yeah. However, if this ship now we see Star Wars, we saw what happened to Mando's ship mm-hmm. in twenty minutes. On uh, on the Mandalorian, where were the uh, what are they called? Ewoks, where they took a ship and, and the parts from a ship, a whole bunch of parts. This ship's been there for twenty years, apparently, just sitting there, and it's just all nice and ready to use. Everything works. Nobody decided to take these this ship for parts, fly this ship. I, I have a hard time believing that. If they have these, if there's a large um, uh, a population there, large enough to have a huge festival every forty years, somebody would have found this ship. So that I have a hard time believing. But again, it's a plot device. Um, That's fair. So <clears throat> I guess the way that I perceived it while seeing the movie both times is that when Lando said, oh, it's out at this canyon or whatever, I assumed that was a place that the locals don't go to personally. Okay. That, you know, like, oh, be wary of this place, that type right. of thing. That, that's how I perceived it. Okay. I mean, maybe say because of the quicksand of the serpent, maybe, you know, it could be it. Um, and here's your problem. Where when Ray goes to leave, <laughs> Finn's, Finn's chasing her. You know, like what are you doing? <laughs> how, like seriously, how are you going to help? <laughs> right. Because at that point, you become a liability. Right. Which is why she had to force push him later in the film. But right. Like what? Like what are you going to do to help? <laughs> and he just learned how to really, really shoot. Okay, because he, you know, he was a stormtrooper before. He couldn't shoot for crap. So you learn how to shoot now. <laughs> <laughs> Take off that mask. Maybe they can shoot, shoot a little better. <laughs> um, so she goes out because she senses Kylo coming. This scene bothered me. I guess bother you too. I don't know what Kylo was doing. It's like, 
So you're chasing her on your ship, but you're going in a straight line. You're not shooting her at all. So I don't know what your plan is here. I'm, I'm, I'm really confused. It actually reminded me of the uh, Dark Knight scene with, the, I want you to hit me. Yeah. And she does the, the scene from the trailer, the force, you know, force jump, backflip, cuts the sword. It was a very well shot scene. You know, cinematography. It great. looked cool. It made zero sense. Right. <laughs> look cool. Definitely made zero sense. And then this part happens where they think Chewie is on the ship taken by the stormtroopers. And she's trying to pull it back with the force. And he's pushing it with the force. And then she gets the force lightning. The first sense that she is, you know, granddaughter of Palpatine or whatever. So, um, uh, at that time. And they think that she killed Chewie. I had a problem with this scene because, not the scene itself. The outrage seemed like, if it was just Chewie, they didn't seem like they were like, when I, it was the second time. I was like, they weren't really mourning him too much. They were just like, oh, that's messed up. We killed Chewie. We got to go. It just felt like it wasn't. Well, all right. But what was Ray's response after the ship exploded? At that moment. But when she went back on with Poe and and, uh, and Finn, it was just like, yeah, man. I killed Chewie. I feel bad. It, just, it, it didn't feel like. A, a... That's, that's fair. I guess in that moment, because as you described it before I saw it, it's, it's always fast moving. Yeah. If you're in that situation, you really don't have time to mourn. Especially if you're if you're part of the rebellion, people die all the time. You have to really have to keep pushing on, and you can mourn them later. Right. But you're literally in pursuit. They follow you everywhere you go. It's like you have a tracking beacon on you. Yeah, and that I, and that, that's another problem I have later on. But we'll get to that. So, um, <laughs> but at least in this particular part, they did explain how Kylo did find her. But so I'm gonna get to that later on. So then. Um, they leave and they go to uh, another planet where we meet Carrie Russell's character. I forget her name. And uh, Boba Freak. Uh, Kajimi. Kajimi. They go to Kajimi. Kajimi's the planet. They go to Kajimi where we find out Poe was a spice runner. And that was a very, very good scene. The scene where she um, comes up to Poe Finn and, uh, and, um, and Ray, and then Ray's fighting with her bow staff. You know, she she beats all her, all her little guards up and stuff like that, and I thought that was a good scene. I thought the 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 laughter where you know she says you were a spice runner, he says, well yeah, you were a stormtrooper and you were a, a junk trader, so let me do this all day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were a scavenger. Like, yeah, you were a scavenger. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's facts though. Yeah, it is, it, 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 it is facts. So I, I do like that. <laughs> I like the Bobo Freak character. I thought they they, they did him very very well. Bobo Freak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was good. He was like, joy. I would love to have a scene with him and Baby Yoda. Yes, yes, that'd be good. <laughs> might get choked, might get forced choked out. Who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> Baby Yoda's so funny. But um, <laughs> um, and then um, and they go and 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 so 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 the context. Three uh, PO cannot read what's on the knife because his programming says he can't read Sith language, which makes sense. Yeah, he's a droid. You can't droids can't follow. It's like Terminator. Whatever the programming is, I cannot go against the programming. So that that makes sense. He's not human. So, but also makes sense with Palpatine as well. Right, that makes sense. And continuity with all the movies. I agree with that. They take Three PO to get his uh, mind wiped again because remember his mind was wiped, and at the end of Revenge of the Sith because they didn't want him to know that he um. Used to be with Anakin, stuff like that. So, and then I do feel like it was under uh, emphasized, similar to Chewie's death, because 
a point that people like Charlie, so shout out to Emergency Awesome and New Rockstars Eric Voss point out all the time, 3PO and R2 are literally the the uh, scribes of the entire saga. They're throughout the entire saga. Right. So, like it was a big deal that their memory is being wiped. Right. And then um uh after um yeah, so it got wiped, but they got the information that they needed. And but then Ray, being force sensitive as she is, realized Chewie's not dead. He's on the the uh, Star Destroyer, which makes sense. Right after Ren found now, this part got me. Um, uh, I don't know how. Oh, that's right, Knights of Ren. Let me go back to that. So the Knights of Ren followed them and find out that they're on Kijimi and let Ren know. These Knights of Ren have been built up for three movies and did absolutely nothing, and and that really really bothered me because we as fans did clamor for that because Snoke mentioned them early in Force Awakens. So we said, where are they at? Where are they at? So I think he put them in just to kind of uh, satisfy us, hmm. but I had really nothing for them to do except like lurk and follow. I'm like, what the? like you guys don't do anything. Yeah. That's fair. I would, uh, I guess I put them in the same category as Boba Fett because their tracking strategies mimic Boba Fett. Well, Boba Fett was a fighter. We saw him fight. We but saw he was him. also a tracker. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mandalorian. So, so yeah. they're essentially bounty hunters for the Empire. That, that's all I see it as. But I think Snoke built them up more to be more than that in the, in the previous movie. To be honest, I was never really bothered. I, I didn't really mind them. I didn't. I didn't think about them at all. Not really. Even when you mentioned them before, you didn't think. No. Okay. Well, a lot of fans did. That, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, the Knights of Ren will be your, will be your, you know, your, 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 your guards, or whatever like that. And I was just like, where the hell these Knights of Ren at? And then he finally come. They don't do anything, but they did help track her down. So he finds her. He goes to look on Kajimi for her. And, it's, and I like the look of that planet. It's nice. It's snowing. It's it's very very nice looking to me. So, but we do see the Empire already has been there. There, their guards are there beating up people, or whatever. So she sees Chewie. She feels Chewie's on the ship. They need the knife anyway that Chewie had. They all go on the ship. Uh, this scene was good, too. A lot of it was good. Um, they get off, and then Finn and Poe go around shooting, and um, they get caught. And meantime, Ray winds up in Kylo's quarters, where Vader's mask is there, of course, like that. And we have another Force Skype battle. This one bothered me even more, only because... He's on this planet, and when he force Skypes her, he says, you're very hard to find. I'm like, bro, you find her every fucking What are you talking about? And you can't, I'm sorry for cursing, and you can't find her in the ship that's right above you? Are you serious? Then you're looking at her in your own quarters. You don't know where she's at? Hold on. From the camera angles, which is very clever from JJ, they can't see where each other are. And we saw that in The Last Jedi, number one, so continuity. Number two and the force awakens this is the complete continuity for me for the trilogy remember at a certain point when she's getting interrogated from kylo she's able to resist him from entering her mind so to me that's continuity so she's able to block kylo from seeing her but she didn't or did she she did in that chair in the force awakens no no no. in in this movie it looked like they were looking at each other wherever they were at I'm just like wait, say it again. And in that in that scene, uh-huh. she's in his quarters and he's down on the Kajimi. It looked like they were looking at each other wherever they were at. I'm like, yo, bro, she's in your own quarters. How do you not know where she's at? No, no, that's why. That's what I'm saying. The 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 filming is very clever because we see it from each person's perspective. Right. So Kylo only sees the rain. Okay. 
Right. So remember when uh, I don't know if you you saw, but at uh, when Kylo was talking to Ray, there was a, a stormtrooper walking behind him. Yes, I'm right. Yeah. So from his, the stormtrooper's perspective, let's say he's just talking to no one. So even when he pulls out his lightsaber, he's fighting no one. Right. 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 But he's not like you said; they can actually touch each other. Right, but they only see it from the rain side, and Ray only saw it from the quarter side. Oh. But so she sees, again, it's so dr- she sees Kylo. Right, and but, not, only, but Kylo in the quarters. Right, so but remember, not Kylo in the rain. Exactly. He sees she sees Ray. He sees Ray in the outside, but not Ray in okay in the quarters. M- remember Last Jedi? Yeah. So Last Jedi, they could. He was like, "Oh, where are you?" He didn't know. You really can't. You can't see the other person's surroundings. But then the mask somehow falls on the snow. The mask from his quarters. I guess that's the first um, Skype transference thing that we were talking. They about. They send it a, a, a data file. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird to me, man. I don't know. That whole first Skype fighting thing is is very very. It's unique of a power. Maybe I don't like the power. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I just I feel, I feel like it's too much. I mean, we did see it. With uh, in the last Jedi final scene, well, not the final scene, the final battle with uh, Kylo Ren and Luke, right? Well, Luke's spirit, right? Yeah, Luke's spirit. So you're able to, you know, and the same thing where he gave the metal to Leia that eventually evaporated, right? So there's th- there, there's a way that you can physically alter reality I'm with so the force. I'm confused about how Luke actually died in the last Jedi, too, by the way, but that's not him. Well, he didn't die, he forced, you know, force ghosts. But you gotta die to become a force ghost, don't you? It's a, I think it's a different metaphysical process with the Force. Okay. Because we saw Leia die before, and then her body was absorbed by the Force. Right. So there's a two, those are two different things. That's how I see it. And I feel like that scene with, well, again, spoiler alert, we'll get to it later, but that scene where she's already she had already died, but her body was still there. Right. But you saw when Obi-Wan died in the original, he New Hope. The Force goes right away. Right away. Right. So it, certain things need to happen in order for that to happen. But what happened to Luke then? I'm so confused. This is for The Last Jedi, so we don't need to spoil it for this. But what happened to Luke? I'm so, I was, I'm so confused about that, though. Right. He, at that point, he was at the Obi-Wan stages of the Force. Okay. And similar to so he, so he just forced. So he just made his body a Force ghost. He didn't necessarily get killed. He just kind of made his body a Force ghost. You know? Let's say he didn't have any... Uh, I guess life force left, and he just was absorbed by the force. That's how I'm perceiving it. Okay, so you think he died of let's say natural causes? Any? No, I think it was just his time to go become a force ghost. Right, okay. Sim- similar to uh, Obi Wan in the original. Obi Wan got killed by the by Vader's lightsaber. No, he didn't. He evaporated out of his clothes, and Vader was like, "Where are you?" That's literally what happened. So it's complete continuity. Wasn't it implied that he actually killed Obi-Wan, though? Well, again, we didn't understand what the Force was at that time. Okay. But now we do. <laughs> okay. All right. And just like, again. Luke mourned him like he killed him at first. Well, again, if you've never seen this, what do you think is going to happen? Right right, 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 And we, again, we'll get to it later, but we see that at the end with Kylo. Right, 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 right. Okay. And okay. he's not able to do that until... He's not able to ascend until that happens. Even in uh, Return of the Jedi, that's what happened to Vader. Right, and in the digital remastered version, we see Hayden Anakin. Christensen. Yeah, no. In the original, we see the I don't know the gentleman's name who portrayed him, but we yeah. saw, yeah. we saw that. So it, to me, it's continuity. Uh, and not- we see it with Yoda. I mean, come on, that's literally throughout the entire trilogy, uh, the entire saga. Excuse me. I think you make the Obi Wan. It makes sense, kind of. I always thought he got that. That Vader got the best of him and killed him and let the lightsaber do it. But- 
he literally closed his eyes with the lightsaber yeah, as yeah. Vader's final stroke, and he the, he evaporated. The close dropped, and Vader know. missed. I don't remember now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, there's a difference between real Star Wars fans and uh, <laughs> these perpetrators here. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> Let's not go down a list of stuff you haven't seen. But anyway, um, so. Luke, where was I at with this whole thing? I was on Luke. I don't think it was on Luke. I was on... Um, oh, so the, the uh, Skype. Skype battle mm-hmm. in, the, on, in the quarters. Mm-hmm. When I found out where she's at. So, um, and this, I don't know. Their lightsaber duels don't do it for me all the time. I mean, I, personally, I loved it because it was like the... It epitomized dramatic irony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause oh, because she was on there. He was on there. And then it it becomes revealed and like oh there you are yeah I, to me I like that stuff I like the scene I did think it was a good scene but their actual duels just to go back to the other movies don't ever do it for me they they were never as good as let's say the the duels that Lucas had in his in his films oh like Yoda and Count Dooku and Attack of the Clones <laughs> Yoda and Dooku in the worst Star Wars movie or, <laughs> <laughs> or um. Nobody, even Palpatine and Windu, whoever you want to say. Um, I mean, I Palpatine mean, and Windu. You see, you don't remember Palpatine getting busy? Yeah. Oh, before that. yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Darth Maul. Like, give some good battles. That battle seemed a little like she's not as good with the lightsaber, or not trained. That that, that, might, that might be her, her her weakest flaw, honestly. The lightsaber uh, uh, part itself. And. To be fair, this is why I think it was genius because George knew where it was going. He always wanted to have a Ray type of character, a female force user. Yes. So, and the fact that it's Kylo, and he has he's still hung up on her, similar yeah. similar to Finn, right? Right, right. Which got John Boyega in trouble, which I think is outrageous. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. He's always underestimating her. Because not only she's a girl, right, but because he likes her, right. So regardless, uh, if even if a chick you like is coming at you with a lightsaber, you're not gonna try and you're not gonna try and kill her. Let, let's let's be honest. If you like her, and she's a girl, you know she's not used to this world that right. you were brought up in. You know what I mean? Oh, she definitely be chipping him, but um, in these movies, uh, and then um, so after that, uh. He, um, in the meantime, they get caught, like I said, and we find out Hux is the spy, you know, which is very obvious. Which is very, very obvious. Um, and they, they get and they, um, you know, save Chewie and stuff like that. Get back on the Falcon. She winds up, you know, as 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 Kylo's arriving, she's about to leave, and then uh, oh, but before that, that's when he told her that Palpatine was her grandfather, right? And whatnot. So we hear that for the first time. And, you know, spoiler alert, it's very, very shocking <laughs> for most people. So, as I'm looking at Josh with his Star Wars uh, background on his phone right now. So, um, so they get on the ship, and now um, they go to this uh, place with the black girl named Jenny. Gina? Uh, Jana. Jana. They go to there, and then they meet Jana. And Jana tells them, you know, about the Death Star falling there. However many fifty years ago, which fans had a lot of problems, the Death Star was so intact, falling from space. You know, many many years ago, it should have been completely destroyed. But I don't really have a problem with that as much. To me, I loved it in the Force Awakens because you never think about the carnage after the battle. And in terms of let's say physics with space, eventually those some of those heavy objects would be absorbed by the atmosphere, and that would happen. Just because something exploded doesn't mean every aspect of matter was destroyed. 
So right, to me, it, it may falling sense. from space at that rate, you're gonna burn up. You know, well, the not not or, at that size. Huh? Not at that size. Well, like a meteor, right, or, or, or something like that. When it falls, it starts burning. Right. It depends on the size of the object. If it's the size of a of a fist, yes. If it's the size of a, of a stadium, then no. Well, why wouldn't it? I'm, I'm confused. Why wouldn't it? Because it's still falling from... Just because it burns doesn't mean it's going to completely burn up. This is true, but when it hits, it should be completely destroyed. You're no. falling. Look, look at the speed you're going to pick up. Between... Not, at, not at that size. Well, we're going to have to do a, a scientific uh, look at this later on, but that's neither here nor there. But it was completely intact, leaving that main window and the chair, of course, from the previous Star Wars films. Uh, to be completely attacked. Fan service. Um, <laughs> fan service alert. Fan service alert. Um, and she goes, like you said, and uh, there. And then the, the she sees the, I guess, demons in her head. She's fighting the fake Ray with the uh, the dual lightsaber. She's fighting Palpatine's granddaughter. She's fighting Palpatine's granddaughter with a dual uh, Sith red lightsaber. And then Kylo shows up. This part got me because I'm like, okay, you had the knights on Kajimi before you had the necklace. Did you know where she was at this time? I'm like, bro, <laughs> you just said you're very hard to find. And then you just pop up on her. I'm like, bro, wh- I- I'm confused. How do you keep knowing where she's at? And I'm like, Kylo, you have a whole first order. Why do you keep going by yourself? I mean, you got stormtroopers, you got knights of Ren, and all these other people, and you go here by yourself. So to me, it makes sense. That's exactly what Vader did. When? Where? Did he? Of course. Well, again, the Emperor was the Emperor and Vader was the henchman, right? Right. But Kylo is the, the supreme leader. Right. But he, uh, you, do you really see Kylo, you know, pacing in his quarters while all this is happening and all that failure? All, all the thing is going to happen is more people get forced choked out for failing. <laughs> I just feel like, I, again, I don't know how he found her. But anyway... He does go there. This is probably their best lightsaber duel. They're they're they're, they're fighting good. They're going top of the ship. They're flipping from part to part. Um, and then Pen uh, Fenjamin, yeah, the hero, uh, Fen shows up uh, out of nowhere. The Beta Boy. And at that point, when he's on top of the ship with her, with the waves crashing down, and he sees she's having a battle with Kylo. And they're jumping to different ships like lily pads, for crying out loud. I don't know what he's going to do. I have no, I'm on with you. I have no idea, you know, where he's going to go. If, if, if the big wave hit the, um, hit the, uh, hit the side, he's done. Like, what, what, what can he do? And he, bring, he brings poor Janna with her. Something like that. He's just trying to get some. So he doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to trying to get some D and don't know what, what's going on. Oh, snap. So, but Ray being Ray helps him out by force moving him away as she fights Kylo. That's interesting. I didn't see it that way. Really? I actually saw like a like a, a like a nuisance. Like get away, you pest. Okay. Personally. Yeah. Like, like like how we're saying, like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so uh so the fight goes on and finally Kylo gets the best of her and he's about to actually kill her and he hears Ben <laughs> and punches <laughs> by oh my god, I hate this part too. And so he hears his mom, Carrie, and I guess a use saying Ben before somewhere, and she says, Ben and because of that, he stops his thrust about to kill Ray and turns around. Oh, I mean we do have to admit that he got the best of her. I said, yeah, he got the best of her. He finally got the best of her, I said, in this particular time. 
and she looks terrified actually at this time. And at the time, he drops his lifesaver. She catches it and she stabs him and she stabs him in the stomach. She, she quote unquote kills Kylo because Kylo hurt his mother. She cheats. How'd you like that part? I actually didn't mind it because uh, to me, we all, we actually see the uh, let's say the Palpatine rage mm-hmm. because. She didn't feel it until after she killed Kylo. Like, oh, what have I done? Because I felt that too. But how'd you feel about the, the uh, Leia being a? Oh, it makes sense because again, we saw her. We she already died, right? Right. So she was able to give her life force to Kylo in that moment through the force. Okay. So you felt like that's the moment she chose, and any any other moment that could have. Oh yeah, because because of Carrie dying, that's why they use Han Solo afterwards. Right, but I mean, why couldn't she been have reached out to her son? No, it, it, that makes sense. Like, why now? Yeah, but again, we don't know what Force visions she has seen. Maybe she knows this is the exact moment. Okay, I, I mean, mean th- that happens I, a lot. That day, happens a lot, Mike. Josh. Everything can be explained by the Force. To be honest with you, that's kind of the point. <laughs> what up, George? <laughs> but. Come on, we need some actual, like, uh, solid stuff here, except for the Force. I can use that for anything. I'm going to use that in my real life. Are we late to work? The Force made me late. <laughs> just, just see what happens. But that's true, though. That's actually factually accurate. What do you mean it's factually accurate? Well, the Force is not based, it's not a made-up thing. It's based on actual, you know, metaphysical elements in reality. Right. Just like, okay, what, what Force is moving the wind right now in the waves? Is moving the wind? Yes. The wind, nothing moves. The wind moves other things. Right, but what controls the wind? Nature? You see, you see the force. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, but she realized she was wrong for killing Kylo. I guess it's her her, her redemption part two. And she <laughs> uh, force heals him. And he sees that. Surprisingly, I guess he didn't know he had that power. As well, empathy, yeah. yeah, at the time. Um, and as he gets up, uh, we see Han Solo come back uh, as, a, as a memory, not a force ghost. Said, make sure, make sure they said he's a memory because people would have been up, up, up in rage if he was a force ghost. He's not glowing, it's obvious, right? And um, and uh, Kylo throws away his uh, his lightsaber, his lightsaber with the uh, side blades coming out, and and that's gone. And then we see Ray go off, she goes to um. She goes to uh, to the planet where Luke was at. She goes to Exegol, right? No. She goes to the planet where Luke and her trained at. Uh, Last Jedi. Oh, Octu. Octu. Oh, yeah. yeah. She she runs and hides. Yeah. Meanwhile, Finn and Poe go back to the uh, Rebel Rebel base and find out Leia's dead and Finn's the now general and stuff like that. Um, and Tom, that, that was a great... Now, that was a great... Um, uh, with, with, with Chewie on Leia's death. Showing how hurt he was, you know, screams out loud and falls to the ground and stuff like that. Well, to be fair to Chewie, how else can he, you know, display that? I yeah. mean, he, that's really all you can really do, right? No, but it was, I thought it was good. I thought it showed a lot of emotion for that, you know. So that's but that's Chewie. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, uh, and Lando's there. Lando's there. Creeping next to her corpse. Which is weird. Uh, uh, uh Pose, um, Doubting himself as general, and 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 the thing about this movie is that I think it moves so fast. It's weird. The interesting thing is this movie in itself. I read somewhere it could have been a trilogy by itself, hmm. and it could have stressed it out because stuff like Pose, Doubt, like that happened over like three minutes, where that could have been like 
a part of a movie itself. Doubting himself as a general, knowing can he lead or not. That's fair, but at the same time, again, the seas were it was sowing already from the last Jedi because we saw that scene. What scene? Remember, he was leading the battalion. Yes, Leia was gradually were increasing the leash. Right, right. So it was all leading up to this moment. But he still had a lot of doubt. You're right. Right. But that was the first time he had the doubt. Yes. Which is, again, to me, that was a character development for Poe. Okay. All right. I got you. I'm not saying it wasn't rushed. You're right. Yeah. But, again, continuity. Okay. The continuity is there. But I just feel like, you know, something like that, like self-doubt to become a leader of an entire rebellion, I feel like it needs a little bit more time. But you don't have enough time in this movie to to to, to dive in all that, right? I mean, and after, and after a while, we're gonna and I'm gonna get into this later. But you know, I feel like as a whole, us as Star Wars fans can nitpick all day, of course. And it could have been the best movie that won every Oscar, and people would still complain. Yeah, that's that's, that's the problem with Star. Wars. We'll get to that later, but yeah. but um, uh, so we're back to Ray. So Ray's burning up Kylo's ship. And she's getting rid of everything. She goes to throw her lightsaber away, and Luke catches it. Now, this is a problem with most Star Wars fans, too. Really? Yeah. All First right. of all, because, you know, it was a continuity. Because in the last movie, he threw away the lightsaber when she gave it to him at first. But now he's saying a Jedi never throws away his lightsaber. Again, that's J.J. trying to clean on clean Ryan Johnson and whatnot. So that, broke, that breaks the continuity. Also, Force ghosts are ghosts. They can't catch physical things yes they can because in this case like a fan said if luke can lift up uh he lifted up the, he lifted up the um the uh, red five like yoda out the water and he can catch lightsabers and have all conversations then he should be why he's not, 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 not part of the rebels he should be able to help him out that's not how it works what do you mean no it, all right so similar to the concept of let's say angels not being able to interfere with people uh-huh it's the same concept you can there's moments where you can intervene, but you can't just be walking side by side with them like you're alive. That literally makes no sense. Anywhere in any type of story lore, anywhere. Right. But from the, for the beginning of time. But if he's a ghost, he shouldn't be able to catch and, and, and do things. Again, how many He should go- be able to grab physical things. He should be a you know, a phasing. No. Nah. Again, with the let's say with ghosts. Ghosts are able to knock over things all the time. If you believe in ghosts. Personally I don't. But right. they're able to do they're able to like manifest you know force and push things over push people over that to me that's completely complete continuity for ghosts for what we understand as ghosts that's comp- and, and it's star wars so they're not just any ghost you're a force ghost what's the first time we've seen a force ghost be able to catch physical objects and i think that made a problem with fans too but again fans can nitpick at, at anything um and then he, we, we talked about this already. He, he gives her labors, Leia's lightsaber, which is pretty cool. I thought it was a little hashtag fan service alert or whatever, but it's cool. I didn't even know she had one. Exactly. That, that's the point. All of a sudden, she got a lightsaber. Like, it's just stuff like that. It's like, why? But again, and why did he give it to her before? I don't understand. Right. But from, let's say, uh, Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens, we don't know what happened in between that entire period. So how would we know that she had one until that moment? I felt like they wanted Kylo to get rid of it where it is and have another one. It just was a fan. Maybe not even fan service. More of a plot device, I would say. Okay, but it is part of his redemption arc. That's fair to say. But to me, it makes all the sense in the world. So um, so she, she, she decides to go to Exegol at this point, and I'm going to help the Rebels out. Rebels are... 
you know, at this dire moment, we don't have enough people to help. Lando says, well, I'll see what I could do. They go. They try to fight all these Death Stars or, or um, uh, Star Destroyers who are piloted by no one, apparently. But, <laughs> you know, except for the main one who's... Um, I mean, they're literally talking throughout, which illustrates... I'll get into this later in terms of, uh, let's say, storytelling, in yeah. terms of an esoteric uh, editorial message. But they say throughout that they have to recruit at, and recruiting for the empire, the first order, the final order it means, it means taking children from their parents and forcing them. It's indentured, indentured servitude. Yeah. And, and, um, they all apparently have now planet destroying capabilities like the death star did in the first movie. To me, that makes complete sense. And Poe said it, that sounds exactly the thinking of an emperor or a Sith. Behind the scenes, creating the the final, you know, final fi- order. The, the final order. Like I'm not playing any games with y'all now. To me, that that's not, that sounds like Sith logic to me personally. Okay. You don't you don't know what I have working over here. I'm on the other side of the galaxy. I program all the droids, so you don't even know how to get to me. To me, that's that makes complete sense to me personally. Okay. Um. In a sixteen-hour time frame before it happened, like if you're gonna do it, just do it. I don't know why you. I don't know. Wait, so the entire film it just that's sixteen hours. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. That bothered me too. A that little bit. that's fair. Yeah. So and um and uh, and, and so throughout the film, what I what I dig over, he kept telling Kylo to kill Ray, and then at some point he also had like a um video chat with kylo <laughs> instead of a for skype actual video chat until kylo have you killed ray yet he's like no 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 he's like you know do it like he told uh what would you call it uh anna came before right but again as a let's say a master of the force and regardless that's a pupil you you're going to your job is to motivate them and tell them what to do even though you know that they're not going to do it he knows kylo doesn't want to kill ray right he knows that and he also knows that his grand plan involves Ray being alive, so he gets the person who's going to ensure Ray is going to live. Okay. So again, cosmic chessboard here. You, you got to be thinking not Out not this exact so, yeah, but like long term. So this is macro thinking. Ray gets there, and you know she's beating up all the uh, um, chipping them. The chipping them. Apparently, it's like Ren. apparently there's like a. Uh, Two thousand Sith in the in the stadium. Sith ghosts, huh? Sith ghosts. Sith ghosts. Okay, Sith ghosts. All right, we'll, we'll give it that. Um, with nice matching hoodies on, and they um, <laughs> and they all are um, and and then so here's my thing, Ray. I mean, this this when Palpatine became um, uh, Thanos, right? He's he, he giving this long speech about why you should kill me. I want you to kill me so you can become the Empress of the Final Order and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And if you strike me down, then you'll get the Sith. You know, you'll become a Sith and all the Sith will live in you, blah, blah, blah. But she came to kill you, right? So if you don't say anything, she just will strike you down and then all the Sith will live in her. So why do you tell her what's going to happen if she kills you when you already know she came to kill you? That makes no sense to me. I don't think she came to kill him, as she said. What did she came there for? To have a nice cup of tea? I'm confused. She needed to confront her past. But he was going to, but we are, she already knew his plan. So I'm pretty sure she came to kill him. She, to me, after she saved Kylo, she didn't come to kill him. So she would have just let his plan take place. She came to 
again, find out more about her past. And then what? Let him let, 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 let the final order go. Away? I think I think there's a massive trend in Star Wars of not planning a lot. Okay, all right, right, especially for the positive force users. Okay, and we see again Palpatine pulling the strings. He's thought it all the way through. Okay, and we see this dichotomy again. So okay, so you're thinking that she didn't actually plan this whole thing out. A lot of it is just what uh, I'm just gonna see what happens. Okay, right, right? all right. It's terrible planning, <laughs> but is. but again, that's Star Wars. Okay, all right, okay, continuity for you. Okay, all right, that's your, that's your reasoning. I get you. I, I just thought that. <laughs> He should tell her her plan if he wants her to actually kill him. But, but to your point, you're not wrong. It's just that that's Palpatine's weakness. It's his arrogance. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of Thanos esque where they like give these great speeches. Don't get me wrong, speeches are good or whatever. And Thanos is arrogant too, right? So, um, <laughs> which also was part of his weakness. But it's like the uh, the serial killer who wants to get caught to show how clever he is. Right. 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 right, right. So, um, so uh, then we see. Uh, um, the uh, rebels show up and they're massively outnumbered at this time, but they're trying their very, very best. Uh, Finn with Jana goes on this shit with these horses. I thought it was just for like visual effects. I don't even know why that was happening, really, honestly. Well, we saw it was an advantage as well. Yeah, but so the space a- horses, I think that was more just for visual effects, stuff like that. Also, I don't know how the horses could breathe in outer space. But- I, I don't know either. Yeah. It just was very, very weird to me. Or, or be able to get traction on, on a ship that's kind of moving or whatever, but that's not the end of there. Uh, um, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, so then we see Kylo finally show up. You know, without the black coat, just like him. He's had an outfit on now. He's got a shirt, shirt and some pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and the Knights of Ren instantly attack him. So I guess somehow Palpatine got in their head, the Knights of Ren. Well, I mean, that should be very easy. Yeah, and got in their head. And they instantly, and this finally, they finally start, and, and they're chipping him. And she forced Skype the uh, Leia Saber to him. And once that happens, of course, it's Kylo. So he's our shipping him and stuff like that, you know, at, at that point. I still think you should have been able to chip him without the saber personally. But that's Me too. Yeah. I think so too. But anyway, um, so they go there. And here's your issue. The Force Dyad, they find out. So they go to Palpatine. And then he realized at this moment, you guys are a Force Dyad. And his whole plan changes. Instead of killing you, yeah, you killing me, we killing all the Sith. Then I'll just take all your energy and I'll be all the Sith myself. At this point, because you guys are first, I had the first one he says in many, many centuries, which is weird too. I have a hard time to believe that, but it's not even, I mean, I guess I don't know. In Star Wars, Lord, that to me that makes sense. Um, but at the same time, plans change, right? Yeah, if you again, what again, the whole point was to get Luke to convert. Yeah, you didn't want to convert, you're gonna die, Luke. Like, it's quite simple. That's Palpatine's MO, yeah. So Except for Anakin, he just tricked him a little bit. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't give him an ultimate. He was seduced by the dark side because <laughs> he loved Fat Bay. That's why. Um, so anyway, women, right? <laughs> every time. chicks, man. You know, <laughs> every time. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, and um, you see them losing. Lando shows up. His um, is his Falcon on your left moment from uh, Avengers Age uh, 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 in game, where he says uh, you got help, and he has like ten thousand ships with him as things are getting dire. The portals like, open. The portals open. <laughs> <laughs> it literally almost mirrors it, though. It's, it's crazy. It literally mirrored also Harry Potter as well. Oh wow! So I can go back and watch that. Now. Yeah. So 
So he um he comes and, and if you look, there's tons of recognizable ships from Star Wars lore, which is hashtag fan service. But it was good though. Completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't think there would be that many people in the galaxy that would do that. So I, I honestly thought because of what happened in the Last Jedi when no yeah. one showed up. Yeah. I, like where you where y'all come from? Yeah, and Carrie Russell's character is there, so I guess she got off Kajimi before they blew up Kajimi. Um, which was, I mean, she, I think she knew what time it was yeah. when she when she gave over the medallion, right? <laughs> yeah. So well, what what Bobo Freak and and the shit with her stuff like that, and um, and uh, and they're, and they're not handling the business or whatever. So now they're down there. Uh, what Palpatine? But again, he takes their life force. Um, Similar to the Mummy, which is one of my favorite films. Yeah, his, his fingers start coming back, body start coming back, right? His eyes come back, eyes come back, and then all of a sudden he gets a red shirt. That, that part got. That's me. what I'm saying. Like you get a tailor with the force <laughs> too. Like what? I didn't even realize that until the second time. I was like, this Wait, outfit really? changed. Yeah, really. Huh. I was like, this outfit just changed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, how the hell did that? <laughs> and it like was like nice and fit. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So anyway, um, Kylo gets up first, indicating that he is stronger than Ray in certain aspects, right? And but he says, you know, you're gonna fall like I did, meaning when Vader threw him down the shaft. Yeah, ge- ge- genetics war, right? Yeah, genetics war, which I, I I did like that. And he says that'll be the end of the last Skywalker, and because the Skywalkers literally screwed him over every time, <laughs> right? So. That makes sense, and um, and uh, and also at, at one point he said, uh, uh, the princess of Alderaan, and that saying to which is Leia and whatnot. So I thought that was a good callback to that she's actually a princess. We kind of forget that, you know, in these new Star Wars, that uh, you know, she was Princess Leia, right? She was, you know, just a general. Yeah, she's a general. So when he says that, you know, <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Um, and then um, uh. He now he's got all the power, so now he's using his force lightning to knock out the like 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 a what's called EMP, like knock out the power from all the ships, and they can't move, they can't navigate, they're all falling slowly and stuff like that. Um, and he, and all the different ships he, he's doing it to. Leia, uh, not Leia, Ray turns around, she can't get up. She asks for the um um be the, be with me, be with me. She hears all the voices, all the voices. From the previous Jedi. They haven't some from the Clone Wars. You had uh, Ahsoka Tana, which is interesting. Yeah, I never watched Clone Wars, so now I'm actually interested in watching the Clone Wars because of this. However, the only thing I don't like about the Clone Wars is I'm like, for the for the, the, um, the canonizing of it all, I'm like, Clone Wars takes place, you know, between Attack of the Clones and Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. So with Clone Wars being like seven, eight seasons, I'm like, yo, how much stuff happened between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith? It just seems like a lot happened. I mean, it, it was at least, what, five to ten years? Huh? It was at least five to ten years, right? What if they're playing out in the Clone Wars? But when you go, but when you watch the actual movies, when you go to Revenge of the Sith, they don't seem like they're like uh, people who were like, you know, went through these crazy wars, like when, when the movie starts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's like the continuity. It's like I could fill in a gap anywhere, but if in, in the start of the next movie, it doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't feel like. Anakin and Obi-Wan were suffering from these horrible wars. And if you watch what I read about Clone Wars, that Sokotana, who was Anakin's Padawan, mm-hmm. why is she never mentioned in, the, in, in Revenge of the Sith as a part of the Clone Wars? Well, or, 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 and also, um, apparently she had, you know, got killed or whatever. Anakin doesn't seem to... Well, again, not similar to Disney and Marvel. They, they're not thinking it all the way through. They're making it up as they go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Black Widow right now. Yeah. 
or it's filling in, it's filling in a void, right? A little bit, yeah. But I, uh, I feel like that's very in line with George's approach, very uh, Hollandello esque, right? And the same thing, just like making up as you go. Yeah, I, I'm just a continuity person. Like even when I watched, um, you know, um, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Remember, I watched them in order. Actually, I'm, I'm back because I watched them in order, one through six. So I'm like, yo. How would he not know, Vader not know that's his daughter when he's right next to her and whatnot? But because in the, if you, in the New Hope, it wasn't supposed to be his daughter when they originally made it. Made it up as, he goes, as, as they go along. So that's why, you know, when, when she first gets the plans, they captured her. She's literally standing right next to Vader. He has no idea that this must be my daughter. But he doesn't know this, but because it wasn't supposed to be his daughter. So it kind of... You know, and, and even and even after that, they were never supposed. To, he, I don't think he ever acknowledges Nia in the whole, in all the movies, right? Whatever. But again, that's that's filmmaking, right? Yeah. It was just a triumph to get the first movie. Then, oh, this is popular. Let's do a second one. Oh, let's make it a trilogy. Yeah, I feel like by the third one, they were supposed to be twins, which Vader never recognized. But then they went back and when they did the uh, Revenge of the Sith and said, okay, Padme had twins and died from having twins or whatever like that. But when you're watching the movies together. You know, I guess how I watched it or whatever, it feels like, yo, you should know this is your daughter. You know what I mean? So it just, it just bothered me a little bit. But, you know, they, they just kind of feeling a little bit. As a father speaking. As a father speaking. We had a good talk about fathers and roles last night, which um, I don't know if we could put on New Year Radio, but we'll talk about that later on All right. at the barbershop. Um, so uh, they've cracked me up. Um, anyway, so... And then Ray gets up. She hears Mace Windu. She hears Sokotano. She hears both versions of uh, Obi Wan, um, which they just took a, a small part of him saying the word Ray in one of the uh, older movies and and into the New Hope and added that in for him to say Ray. Um, Hating Christensen's Hayden Anakin Christensen was new. Uh, Mace Windu's lines were new. You know they, they paid Samuel Jackson. Uh, they were new. Uh, a lot. A lot of it was uh, was pretty good. And and they got um, a Yoda as well in there and then of course Luke ended it off so she got up she used both of the lightsabers to block the force lightning kind of Mace Windu-esque and it went and very Harry Potter-esque but again you don't understand the term I think I, I'm pretty sure Sith came up for Harry Potter but never mind but Mace Windu-esque and, and put the uh, um, lightning back at him now I don't know why he does this he does it every time Palpatine if you're shooting someone with lightning and they're blocking it back at you. And they're force users who can block it back just like Yoda did the fi- baby Yoda did the fire, right? Right. Then why are you going to stop shooting the lightning? <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> he does this every time. It's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're literally killing yourself right now. I don't understand this. So, But anyway, uh, I guess she kind of, and I almost say she kills him because, you know, he knows things that are unnatural. So, but at this point it's gone. I would say that because I don't even know if he's dead or not. Be honest with you. However, um, did you like how the scene mirrored Game of Thrones? Of course not. And then <laughs> Kylo, then she dies from using the power to kill him. I guess I don't know. Kylo comes back and he puts his Force life into her, Force healing her. Actually, Force bringing her back to life because she was dead. Actually, because Finn recognized at that point that Ray had died with his Force abilities for the ship. So she dies. You see, yeah. Force sensitive. Oh, I know. I already knew Finn was force sensitive. So she dies, and Kylo brings her back to life. They kiss, which I thought was not earned at all. Oh, I th- that it was a complete build up. Yeah, Raylo. No, come I, on. I didn't think it was earned at all, bro. Bro, there was immense amount of let's say. Uh, I felt like, John, especially in Last Jedi. Come on, I felt like John Daenerys a little bit. Like it just didn't feel very. I don't know. 
Mm. Very genuine to me. I, I was there was a lot of tension building up since the Last Jedi. Okay, but not to the point where in like fact I, the entire saga to like I love you type of tension. I don't know, but anyway, really, you spend all that time with someone's mother. Okay, they kiss and and uncle, right? And he dies. Um, and he becomes a force ghost. You know, right away. Redemption complete. Redemption complete. But I still don't like Kylo dying at all, really. I'm yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, and um, and then his mother becomes the first ghost at the same time. Which draws the connection because she gave her him her life force. That's good continuity. And then they go back. The Sith is defeated. Everybody's happy. Ray then leaves for parting gifts. She's got the Falcon. She's got BB-8. She's got all the lifesavers. So she's... <laughs> Yeah, which wasn't BBA posed in the first place. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what the hell's going on? So anyway, she's like, yo, I'm gonna take BBA. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she leaves. She goes to Tatooine, which we start this whole saga at, and she goes into the uh, into where Anakin and uh, Luke lived at at one point. She. Uh, I thought it was just Luke. It wasn't Anakin's original house too. No, Anakin never lived there. He lived on Tatooine, just not there. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, he, um, she then um, takes both lightsabers. She buries them up and shows off her new cool yellow lightsaber. So apparently she found some kyber crystals somewhere. We don't know, but she got some somewhere and made a yellow lightsaber. And, and uh, it's the same saber that the Fallen Order people use. Yeah. Which is interesting. Dope. And then the lady says, you know, what's your name? She says, Ray, what's your last name? Some people thought she was going to actually say Palpatine. Some people thought. No. But why would you go there and say Palpatine? But she looks around and she sees uh, Luke and Leia's Force Ghost and says, Ray Skywalker and whatnot. So he just kind of said, I'm going to be what I want to be because I'm not really Skywalker, but whatever. So, um, so and, that's, and that's it. They see the two, the two sons, Tatooine special. Like, and that's it. Yeah, poetic rhyming, which is what started the whole saga with Luke, right? Right. right. Yeah, she would have said Palpatine. Leia probably would have ran away, you're right. So, but. But those are my qualms with it overall. I gave the movie a, I was at a C minus. I moved up to a C plus after watching it the second time. Can't go to a B. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I just gave you all my issues with it. So I'm not going to go back into it. I didn't feel like Palpatine. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I just didn't feel like, I feel like, like you said, JJ was thrown in last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Colin Trevorrow uh, was dismissed. Um, well, again, to me, that's Disney's fault. You shouldn't have three different directors. directors. That's a horrible plan from the beginning, especially for a movie who, for a, for a franchise who thrives off continuity and a fan base who thrives off continuity. So the plan, the, their actual plan was J.J., Ryan, Colin. That's dumb. I thought that was dumb, too. I thought the original plan was J.J., uh, Ryan, then J.J. again. No, it was J.J. Ryan Colin. It was the original plan. Well, eventually Colin signed on. And yeah. He got fired. But I, before they started filming The Force Awakens, I thought J.J. was going to do at least two. Okay. That, that, that's how it was presented to me. Okay, you may be right. But at some point it changed to J.J. Ryan Colin. And then back to J.J. And then back to J.J. But by the time I back to J.J., he had a limited time frame to do what he needed to do, as well as um, Disney did not want to lose their release date of December 20, 2019. I thought this film would have been would have been uh, better if they would have pushed it back to let's say April of twenty twenty. Well, considering the uh, let's say the resources they put behind Mando, now we see why. 
Yes, I agree. But I feel like that suffered the movie a little bit in my in my estimation. Of course. I also feel like um, with three different directors, you take it in different directions. It's a problem. So now JJ is trying to get back to where he started, but Colin, but um, Ryan has laid all these seeds down, so it makes the movie lose some continuity with that. Well, um, not not too much, huh? Not too, like I said, not not too much for me. Um. Well, for me, it does, and then he and then he changed his own continuity because 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 Ray, I think, and, and and I think with the fans, I think Disney and him got bullied by the fans a little bit, because if you go back to previous interviews, even go back to Force Awakens, Ray was always supposed to be no one, nobody, because you know the Force is generational, but it also can be just in everyone, just like Finn, it's just mm-hmm. part of the Force, so. He was supposed to be, she was supposed to be no one. And then they even had interviews about like, it's something, you know, uh, poetic or distinguished by that she's just a, a simple person who has this much force power. But I think the fans kept telling him, nah, man, it's not right. She's got to be somebody. And to be fair, I think ever since the Phantom Menace and George got that tremendous backlash. Yeah. And the fans saw that they could alter what happens in the movie. Yeah. Ever since then, spoiled brats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely are. Which hurts the art. Because these directors, these actors are artists. And, and, and it's not. It's like telling It's like looking at that and saying, bro, you got to put more on there. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you know what I mean? So, it's just not. To me, it's not It's not right. No, yeah. Not. Everyone wants to be a critic. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, in the next episode of Mental Theater, we'll actually talk about our ranking of the complete Star Wars saga. So that was my, hold on, before we even let it go, uh, a few more minutes here, that was my review of the movie and my uh, letter grade. What would you give it? I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's not bad. Which is in line with yours. Which is in line with mine a little bit. And you said, just for the last three though. um, And I again, I have to clean that up. So it was a total recency bias. Okay. So I do have Force Awakens above Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So, so I will I will clean that up because I have uh, Force Awakens at eight out of ten. Okay. All right. And to be fair, you can't really mess up the first in the trilogy. Right. 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 right so right. yeah. Yeah, because you're bringing it back after many 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 years. Yeah. Okay. So that's our spoiler heavy review for this episode of Mental Theater. I gotta go to work, but we'll be back uh, likely <laughs> next week with our review and also some more details about 2020 uh, comic book films and, and also a review of The Witcher, which we both should be done by then. Yeah, I'll probably be done by this weekend. Okay. And uh, again, that what I said last time on Mental Theater where the ugly duckling becomes a swan, it, ha- it has happened. I haven't gotten there yet, but oh, I know when I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. So. Oh, my gosh. And because of that, because I brought this up to you, so I have to say it on. I've got to put it on wax. Henry Cavill's performance in The Witcher lets me know for certain he's the next Bond, especially if Christopher Nolan's too busy, if Tom Hardy's too busy doing Venom 2 and all that other yeah. stuff. And I, I respect his craft. He's very devoted to his work. I respect that. So Henry Cavill is available. He's no consolation prize. Oh, no. No, he's not at all. No. He has the stature. Yeah. Six one. Yeah. He's chiseled now. Yeah. I think I think he's ready. I th- I think this is the audition for Bond. I think he could definitely be do, do Bond for the next ten years. I love Henry Cavill as much. And he's only thir- he's your he's thir- well thirty six. Yeah. So he you could do that's at least a decade of him. That's what I'm saying. And I and I um 
And like I said, just watching his roles in The Man from Uncle and the uh, Mission Impossible Six. Brilliant. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good in, in, in those movies. You know, I like it. It did definitely showed. What I like about him is that, you know, even though he plays Superman, he didn't get typecast and he's able to stretch his act. Well, that's enough. because the movies were trash. Luckily, <laughs> luckily for him, though. Right, 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 right. And for him as an actor, yeah. I mean, you're cashing in on a major franchises. Yeah. Here. And if you get Bond, that's like a crown jewel on your acting career as a Brit. Right. I agree. They love they'll, they'll love it. So we'll talk about that more on the next episode of Mental Theater. Thank you all for listening. And uh, you have a good weekend. And may the force be with you. <laughs>